Good morning. Good morning. And happy Valentine. It's a great privilege and a great honor for me and for my wife to be here. We are very grateful for your wonderful team and for your great work, for your great love for us and for doing the ministry in Romania. For almost half a century, between us, it was a line of separation. It was a Berlin Wall. It was an iron, a communist curtain. It was a border. And many times when people came to preach in Romania or to train us underground in Romania, they had been asked several questions. Do you have with you guns? Do you have with you drugs? Or do you have with you Bibles? This is a Bible in the Romanian language. And many of the Bibles in the Romanian language had been printed here. And people from here, they risk a lot to smuggle the Bibles in Romania. Many pay a huge price. Some people in Romania had been killed for that. Some people had been in prison for that. And they think, why is that? Tremendous, unbelievable, incredible changes happened in 1989. For me, it was total unbelievable. To see a country like Poland, a communist country, and suddenly communism collapsed. To see a country like Hungary, to see country after country from Eastern Bloc. And in that time, Romanian dictator, who had the strongest secret police, who came forward and said, this will never happen in Romania. Soon after that, at Christmas 89, on Christmas Day, for first time in Romania, on national TV, same people who announced for decades and praised the dictator of Romania, now announce that dictator is dead and Christ is alive. For us, it was a miracle. But what was beyond that wall? What was beyond that border? Suddenly, we saw on ABC and here many channels, they show images from Romanian orphanages. If you remember, in that time, children, naked children, crawling on the floor, and so many abandoned children of Romania. For me, it was really unbelievable how this and, and how this happened in Romania. I grew up in, and I was born in the part, that part of Romania, which is called Transylvania. Transylvania. You heard about Transylvania, Dracula, vampire, horrible things from there. <laughs> but really, beyond that wall, communism was horrible. 
and that ugly. When the communists came in power after Second World War, they came with help of Red Army, with help of Soviet Union, and they conquered country after country. They get rid of all political, the hero of Romania, they put them in jail, they torture them, one by one, all these people have been destroyed. And now the communists said, in that time Romania was called breadbasket of Europe, and Romania had a rich soil, and that time said there is an obstacle, we want to bring communism in the entire world, the whole world, that was their vision. And uh, they said country after country will be conquered, and finally the United States will be the last one. And they said, if you remember in the 1970s, how many countries in, in Africa, in Asia, in uh, South America, they already embraced communism. In West Europe, the Communist Party in Spain, the Communist Party in France, in, in other countries, in Greece, they became more and more powerful. And suddenly, revolutions happen. And everything after that collapsed. It was unbelievable picture to see sufferings beyond that wall of communism. All this country, communist country, how much suffered in all these years. Now, when communists, they tried to develop their vision, and uh, to bring the vision to the entire world, they said it's a big obstacle. After they get rid of all uh, leaders of Romania, they said there is an, a big obstacle to bring freedom, peace in the entire world, and justice. Is this book. They call this book Darkness, Opium for the People. They call this book the book that kept people in slavery. We not, uh, said they, they want to see this book only in museum. And some of the communists that's been so ambitious, they said and then only three generations will be no more Christian in Romania. I grew up in a Christian family with strong faith in God. My grandfather, also from Transylvania, in First World War, when he was fighting against Russia, the Russians took him prisoner of war and brought him to Siberia like thousands of thousands of people from Transylvania. Most of them died in Siberian prisoner camp. Uh, my family, his family, knew that he died on front line. After almost six years, he heard word of God in prisoner camp, and he accepted Jesus Christ there. Amen. Through people from here, through people, other prisoners um, in the camp. And now he came home. When he came home, he planted a small church, and one by one, after was a lot of uh, opposition, he was put in jail in, in my village, and he started a church. I learned from the Bible when Jesus said, this is my church, and the gate of the hell will not prevail, not overcome it. Now I learned, I went to school, and every school in Romania was a communist one. 
You went to kindergarten, elementary school, high school, and they train you in that education of communism, philosophy, that there is no God, that uh, this book is darkness for the people. We need to get rid of that. So they try to educate you. But at home, my grandfather, who was a lay preacher and suffered a lot for his faith, he taught us, me and my brothers, how to pray Lord's Prayer. Do you know that that prayer during revolution, when only Romania had a bloody revolution? During that revolution, revolution started in the west part of Romania in a city called Timisoara. When um, secret police, they kill people there in the front of the church, and when they collapse, many people start Lord's Prayer after 50 years of communism and atheism, and now everybody was lifting their eyes and said, Heavenly Father. And suddenly people shouted, God exists, God exists, God exists. God is with us. Isn't that a miracle? And I learned, I learned from the Bible when I was a child, when I went to the church, a small church. You went on a narrow street, and a small church on the front and the wall and near the pulpit, that verse from the Bible, this gospel will be preached in the whole world. That's Jesus' vision, Jesus' words, his dream to share the gospel. So there is no Berlin Wall, there is no iron, there is no communist wall to stop the Bible to reach us. Many Bibles have been burned, have been destroyed by communists, by secret police. Uh, many preachers have been in jail or killed. But one thing, the Bible came to us. When in Romania was banned a Christian, some Christian literature, one booklet came to me through care of my grandmother about Dr. David Livingstone. I read this book, booklet. I reread this, and a born a dream was born. How can I be in my villages to share love of God, to be medical doctor, and same time to share love of God and to bring gospel to them? And God helped us to go in Romania. It was anonymous exam. So when you went from high school, for example, I was not selected to go further because the teacher, they knew that I came from a Christian family, so they didn't select me for that. Anyway, I went to school. The other who they selected didn't pass that anonymous test, but I passed because God helped me. Then I went to medical school, again anonymous test, so again I passed that test despite of all obstacles. Now I was in medical school, and God helped me on this journey and at some point, they found out about my faith in God. They brought me in front of the students together with other several students and said, look, it's a shame. It's a shame that he's a student and he believes in God. We need to expel him. And I remember one of the friends, one of the colleagues, is Peter, Pedro, that's what he called me. Um, I'm trembling for you. You are in such a dangerous position. Why, when the 
professor asks you about your faith in God, why you didn't deny it and say, my parents believe that, my parents, they are believers, but I don't believe in God. Why you don't say, maybe after that you can go to church, but why you didn't deny God and your faith right there? I'm trembling for you. You'll never graduate medical school. I will tell you, when the time of a test came, when the, um, one of the, the chairman of surgery um, ridiculated me, taunted me in the front of everyone, said, oh, well, look at you, we'll jump from heaven, God will catch him, and everybody will believe in God. Uh, everybody, all my friends, had been so scared of heard these words and said, you don't have any future in Romania. Almost at the same time, my wife, Anna, she was in high school. They brought her in front of the entire high school, her and um, a Hungarian uh, girl that believed in God, another girl, so three students stood in front of the entire school, and the officer, secret police officer, taunted them and said, they don't have any future in this country. If somebody wants to follow this face, look what will happen with them, like for them. Today, when I think what the Bible said, when I was a child, I read this then through the school, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And Jesus said, all authority was given to me, to him. There is nothing to stop faith. Because Jesus, depart of me, separate from me, you can do nothing. I saw what's happened with my grandfather who paid a huge price. Then a pastor, a young pastor, came in my village, in my church, and he started teaching children in very hard time when many leaders, Christian leaders, had been either killed or in prison, and they suffered a lot. He started teaching children about Jesus. Jesus loves me, this I know, that's I know, that song in Romania when, when this pastor started to teach children the love of Jesus. And more children came from, from communist families. But the communists targeted this man. And he moved from my village, another village, and he loves to go from village to village to share about Christ. And two militiamen were waiting in one day for him, and with guns hitting his head so severely that soon after that, a tumor developed on his brain, he died. All the time I look at the price. Why my grandfather, who was a lay preacher, paid this price? Why my father, who was a lay preacher, paid this price? Why my pastor paid this price? Why so many paid this price? And what communists, they don't want to pay this price. For me it was, if the faith is not real, it's then why these people, I saw kind of miracle after miracle happen on this journey. I graduated medical school, and some of them, my friends who was scared for me, they didn't, or they did not pass the test. Now, uh, so, uh, Jesus promised that I'm always with you. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Collapse of communism brought something terrible that we never imagined. 
I didn't realize that in the same town, town where I was medical doctor in the hospital, we had many abandoned babies there. But one thing that really was very shocking for me, the images from here, from United States, at ABC, on the different channel, they show the suffering in Romania orphanages. In our town, was a big state orphanage. And um, when I brought teams of doctors from here to Romania, something happened. When they saw these abandoned babies, iron, um, binded by iron cribs in the hospital, they asked us, what will happen with these babies? After six months, the doctors came again. Same baby and same iron crib, bound in biography, what will happen with them? And Anna said, what will happen with them? One of the doctors said, can I have this baby to be my daughter? He had three children. His father was a medical doctor. He was a doctor. Now his son is a doctor. It was absolutely amazing what's happened when God opened the door. God said, uh, Jesus said in Revelation, I have opened a door for you and nobody can shut it. In 1999, uh, the news came that U.S. ambassador in that time, Tim Rosapep, will come to visit our orphanage. We are in the northwest part of Romania, capital of Romania, and the embassy is in the southeast part of Romania. So he came, and I will never forget, a man, a tall man, the highest official of the United States in Romania, and we have uh, three group of children. One group, uh, 14 children that we took from state orphanage. They already knew how to sing songs in English when the ambassador. Now, suddenly, mass media from Romania came, the journalists, TV, uh, the officials from our town, from our county, all came together with the ambassador, a tall man. And suddenly, I don't know, but the ambassador saw one little girl, Bianca, that because she was an iron crib for a long time, she didn't join a first group or second group of children now orphanage, but stayed kind of uh, isolated. And I saw something that was incredible for me. U.S. ambassador, that tall man, some suddenly knelt on his knees in front of somebody who was abandoned by mother, by father, by society, and the highest official from America and Romania, now face to face in front of somebody who was abandoned by everybody. Many times I look at that picture. That was second day in the newspaper. And I say, how can I be? for Jesus Christ to be an ambassador and to kneel down for the most needy people of Romania, for abandoned, for forsaken people. And the fact that last year you sent a team, a wonderful team that came with open arms to go in many villages to bring food and clothes to share with the most needy to prevent abandonment of children, to go to the, the people, to the many, they don't look at them, 
and to kneel down and to pray with them, for that for me is again a miracle, and you are a wonderful ambassador for Jesus Christ in Romania. Thank you from bottom of our heart. When you think it's what Paul said, he wrote to Philippians. You heard this morning that passage. And he said, brother and sister, really what's happened to me, advance the gospel. What's happened with him? He was in prison. He suffered. And he wrote a letter to Philippians. When he wrote a letter, I read that this was happened after about 10 or 12 years after the first time Paul visited Europe. And when he came to Europe, if you remember what's happened, I was in 2002 at National Prayer Breakfast in Washington, D.C. In that time, Romanian president, foreign minister of Romania, Ambassador of Romania and Washington, D.C., all of D.C., all of them were invited at National Prayer Breakfast. But in that time, at event one day before that, it's called International Luncheon, the speaker was, one of the speakers was President of Macedonia. And what he said really amazed me. He said, we are here from the entire world, many heads of states have been there at the event. I said, we are here from the whole world because 2,000 years ago, a man had a dream, had a vision. Come over to Macedonia and help us. And because of that dream, of that, uh, because he listened to the voice of God, the gospel was spread in Europe, from Europe further, further, and the gospel was brought to Africa, to, to all the continents, and because somebody listened to the voice of God. Do you remember what happened with Paul in that time? Paul Apostle, he preached the gospel, and he has his companion, his people, went to one place and said, Holy Spirit did not allow them. Then they went another place, another city. Again, Holy Spirit did not allow them. And suddenly, in the next verse, during the night, Paul had a vision. A man in Macedonia asking, begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. It's amazing that during the night, during the darkness, God gave a vision, a dream to a man. And then the next verse said, concluding that Paul shared with his companion the dream. And we concluding, Luke said, that God has called us to share the gospel, to preach the gospel to Macedonia. So that's how the gospel came to Europe, through a dream, through a vision. When people of Israel suffered tremendously, and they, uh, the Israel was, people of Israel had been sentenced to death, God looked at a man, Moses, and said, I look at my people, at suffering of my people. You will be the leader. 
you will lead these people from slavery and you bring my people in a country where will be honey and milk and honey. A very blessed, a promised land. You remember what's happened with the boy, Joseph, when, when, uh, when he had a dream that in one day he will feed his family and other people. And he shared his dream. You remember how much he suffered, how many, many obstacles, but God was with him. He was a woman. We remember Esther when somebody came to, to her and said, maybe for such a time as this, you have been called with this mission. mission. Your, people, they are, your people is sentenced to death. And God provide a vision for Esther. You remember Nehemiah, how much uh, his people suffered in that time? And uh, uh, they told him that uh, the, all the Jerusalem is destroyed, ru and only ruins. And Nehemiah came and said, let's rebuild the Jerusalem walls. Everyone has a dream. Everyone uh, came with that vision from above that God sent them to do this. We appreciate very much your help that you came in Romania, you came as ambassador, you came to help us. Uh, after the collapse of communism, um, my wife said, what do you think? Um, we start first with one group of children, we start Casa Joseph, because God gave Joseph a dream. And we wanted for every child to have a dream. From 14 children, I remember in that time, I said, what is uh, the dream? What is the vision with these children? Because um, a lot of doctors, they, they will finish uh, as beggars or they uh, the, um, maybe in jail. Why you try to invest so much in them? Today, after we started the orphanage in 1992, today a report that from 14 children, 12 of them graduate a university in Romania, and one is a pastor, and we have some doctors among them. And it's amazing with that vision, when that vision is coming from above, despite all the obstacles, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And Thank you. And, um, we had second group. And Anna said when she saw abandoned babies in the hospital, they don't need an orphanage, even if it's a Christian one. What they need is a father and mother. Uh, I was in that time on the board with other doctors, and we tried to explain to Anna that this is an impossible dream because mass media will target it, um, all these um, the missions and there will be huge obstacles. Another report, until today, we have 60, about 60 children, they can say father and mother here in the United States. They are going to different churches, they are in different states because a dream was born and what is impossible with man is possible with God. Amen. We praise God for these opportunities and open doors that we never saw that this will happen. One of the, I told you about my pastor that was killed because of militiamen, targeted him. After revolution, 
Many thought in Romania that militiamen, there are salvation for everyone except militiamen because they have done so much damage. And one evening, actually one night, when I came from the border, we came to Romania, we had been stopped by police. And they asked us to take somebody in the car. And now I asked the man, who, is, who are these policemen? And he said, I'm a Christian, a Christian policeman. I said, how come? <laughs> and I invited, I said, um, for me it's hard to believe that policemen, they believe in God. I invite them to come to our orphanage. So in the middle of the 90s, they start coming to our orphanage. They uh, sang songs. They came with their families. They still suffer because of their colleagues uh, hate that. And what's happening today um, in that orphanage, today we can have another report. One of the strongest Christian police associations in entire Europe is in Romania because it was a dream, because some policemen had a dream to share this gospel all over. In one day... One former officer in the Romanian army came, also from Bucharest, came to our organization, came to our mission base. I said, Brother Peter, Brother Pedro, I want to share with you something. When I was in the Romanian army during communism, my mission was to target especially soldiers from an evangelical family to destroy their faith. That was the, the, a plan, a strategic plan to destroy the faith. I said, now, he told me he was, um, uh, he was sick, but said, I accepted Jesus Christ as a Savior, and I know his love, and a, a dream is born in my mind and my heart to bring the gospel in Romanian army. I want to be chaplain now in the Romanian army to share with Romanian soldier, Romanian army, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he did. Amen. Together with uh, Christian policemen and with other officers from the army, they share the gospel all over. One of the most active preachers in Romania. For me, it was unbelievable because it was like something, a miracle happened right in front of your eyes. And say, is this real? We said, how can bring the gospel to every level of society, the school? Um, I told you about the fact that I was, um, they tried to expel me from medical school. After revolution, we brought a team of doctors from here. It was a, a, a surgeon from DuPage Hospital from Illinois. And he wanted to teach our doctors in Romania a new method, laparoscopy in surgery. So he came in the same school where they tried to expel me. Now was a new chairman of surgery. The, the former chairman of surgery was retired, but was right there. And now you had a chairman of surgery from a hospital here, um, strong Christian, strong faith, and um, strong mission mind. And he, after he taught Romanian doctors in the same seat, in the same school, he told them, I have with me, he had with him Bibles and Christian literature. Do you know what chairman of surgery in the same school, where Trite Spelman said? Doctor, give me all the Bibles and the Christian literature to be sure that we'll give to every Romanian uh, doctors 
to read the Bible and to have Christian liturgy. For me, it was a miracle how God changes time and circumstances. So that's how, in one way, we try to spread the gospel through medical work, then through orphanage, through orphans. It's another thing. Is how we can bring the gospel to other level of society in university. One of the teams, the group of people are coming, they go in public school in Romania. In public school, where they ridiculated me, where they said there's no future for me or for Anna. Now we go in public school in Romania University with Christians from here, with teachers from here. We share, share love of God. There, because what is impossible with man is possible with, uh, is possible with God. Isn't that for us that you can see the power of righteous man, the, the prayer of righteous man is powerful. In the 1970s, I heard one of the evangelists, one of the greatest evangelists that we had in Romania, and he was very persecuted. And I heard him when he preached, and he said, he Pray this prayer. God, bring that time in Romania when we can preach on the stadium, at radio, at TV. And uh, we talk to each other. I say, wait a minute. Communists will not allow you even in your own churches. They will not allow you. Not, and you pray for stadium, for radio, for TV. One of the strongest TV Christian stations in entire Europe is in Romania. One of the strongest Christian, it's Emmanuel University, uh, that, that share the gospel in Romania is in Romania. It's, why is that? Because people, they pray and pray, God bring that time. After revolution happened, I invited because... Um, the communists make pressure upon this evangelist, so he came to the United States. Immediately I called him after the revolution, Brother Liviu, everything that you pray is now in Romania. Come and preach on the stadium, a radio, on TV. We have radio station now. We have a TV station. We have now uh, uh, schools open for the gospel. Um, it was for me amazing how God opened these doors. One of the most difficult to reach with gospel was several communities, gypsy communities. They have different culture, and yet your team. And uh, again, I want to uh, share, uh, you share in our churches. One of the closest friends now is with some gypsy pastor in Romania. Suddenly, they had been so open, and we go many times there to help. Uh, lots of abandoned children, they're coming from there. And now you see reports from police how much improved the, what the gospel, what miracle gospel has done in their communities. It's amazing how God was working. Romania faces many challenges now, many obstacles. It came from a total collapsed country with economy shambles. And now we try to build the bridges. One of the things is we build this coffee house to bring young people from different churches to talk with each other, to give strength to the churches. Uh, one of the things that happened right now in Romania, lots of young people, they are leaving Romania because the salary is very low. They don't find a job. They go in Europe. They go in different countries. But one thing, a vision, I never saw that this uh, will happen. You heard about Romanian churches in Germany. 
you hear now about Romanian churches in Greece. You hear about Romanian churches in Italy. You hear about Romanian churches in Great Britain. You, all over Romania, they are planting churches with this hardship. Now the gospel is spread all over Europe because God opened a door. What's happened behind the door is uh, uh, once the, the young people, they are leaving churches to find a job all over Europe, now they are left behind, the elderly people, and the churches, village churches, and many, they are sick. And that's where you help us tremendously, to go from village to village, to share love of God with them. Now, through coffee house, we have a farm, we planted walnuts. Um, imagine this, when, when communists came in power, they confiscated, they took the land from people, and they formed collective farms. They killed some people, they pushed some people to sign everybody after they saw how much they will suffer, they will not give their land. They signed the papers that said that uh, I gladly give up to my land for the good of society, so we'll give the land a collective farm. Imagine after collapse of communism, we bought a land, a collective farm. Now collective farm is providing food and jobs for Christians, for uh, orphanage, for needy families. And uh, we have some greenhouses that we started a project there. And all of these keep people, young people in their churches. They keep uh, needy families and keep their children. Uh, the rate of abandoned children is going down and down because people like you came with open arms to help needy families. We praise God for opportunity and for the fact that he opened the door and you had been such a great ambassador for Christ in Romania. Thank you very much. God bless you.